And we're live with a successful comedy podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm here again with, with Kuhn uh, and Elias, uh, his roommate. Uh, we're here to discuss, uh, as I promised in the last podcast, to discuss uh, this whole ADM eviction situation that's been happening in Amsterdam and kind of get a little bit of an opinion on what's going on because Nicoline, she tried, but you can tell deep down she just really couldn't give a shit. <laughs> she's too busy she works too much <laughs> before she knew about it like really knew about the story of it she was like oh what do I care about those squatters and all this other shit and I was like I was like no. <laughs> they kicked out a bunch of like women and children and like really early in the morning and destroyed all their belongings and probably killed some pets along the process and everything too yeah. like <laughs> well, didn't you ever party there and enjoy it you should be at least disappointed but she didn't care. Plus, she also didn't like when when Rijvoort, uh, another free place uh, in Amsterdam, became more like restricted yeah. and, and had more rules to it. Uh, well, they either had to play by the rules or end. Yeah. Yeah. But and, and then as soon as that happened, I was like, yeah, let's go, let's go see how they have. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, well, uh, you still can. <laughs> it's still free. Because it's actually like I think like six years ago or seven years ago they first got their first scare that they were gonna get legally removed it was like right actually like right at the time when they made squatting illegal i think 2010 was exactly the time when they had their first you guys are going to get the fuck out of there now scam scare from like the municipality or first from somewhere what was, was what, what was it i don't remember it was it was another one of those big pushes to to clear the adm uh, okay. by somebody or so, I don't know I don't know it was, it was because in light of the new law so they're like all right well let's try doing it now you know and they yeah. succeeded a few times okay um but I think it's a good idea to kind of explain a little bit to the listeners what this exactly is, because not everybody who listens to this is, is I, I'm pretty sure almost nobody who listens to this is from the Netherlands, maybe one, one or two people. All right. But, so basically there's a squat in the Netherlands, or in Amsterdam, called ADM, ADM. I don't know what it stands for. Do you know? Uh, yeah, um, well, it, it used to stand for, like, the, the Amsterdam's... Uh, Dokmatrovei or something, mm. like a, which is the name of the place it was. Maybe because it's in a harbor yeah. area, so so it used to be like re- re- restoration for ships. It was a shipbuilding yard, yeah. Yeah, that was on water. And and, and the the new in- inhabitants uh, that they kind of uh, uh, renamed it to to Amsterdam's uh, do it yourself maatschappij, <laughs> which is like Amsterdam. Do it yourself. Uh, DIY, yeah. Factory yeah. or, or <laughs> DIY yeah. factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah something like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. But it, but it is a beautiful place, and and if you take a look, if you just look at look at pictures of this place online, just type in ADM Amsterdam and it's just look more at more photos of this now, but <laughs> online. Yeah, that's true. And and really, a lot of there's so many things go into the reason why this place doesn't exist anymore, and a lot of it is mm-hmm. also the state of the squatting scene in the Netherlands as well. Just yeah. like. The general well, type of people that do it, you know, they're either old school people who don't have any fight in them left because they're fucking old and have kids and are retired, yeah. or they're young millennials who actually have good amount of money but just want to live that way mm-hmm. and do a lot of activism things because it gets them yeah, off. Yeah, pl- plus they, they they also see the, the the urge to, you know, they see a party that that wants to live more more green. Yeah, you know, uh, we have a massive. Uh, <laughs> Pollution problem. Yeah, and 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 these kinds of places also think about about agriculture and and yeah. and the way they call it. Uh, uh, what's the name of uh, the other? 
Permaculture. <laughs> okay. Permaculture. Okay. Um, yeah. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean that 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 place is actually experimenting with those things, and you actually don't see it. Right. Right. Uh, okay. Right. Exactly. Especially uh, in the city. <laughs> a big part of the argument for why that they were against it, though, is because they aren't. Unlike every other person who lives in Amsterdam, they weren't paying anything to live there. The bill gets, aside from energy costs, which they were offsetting by solar and other types of, of, of powering, yeah. um, but it wasn't 100%. They're still taking electricity from the municipality or from the companies, you know. Yeah. They're still, they had bills and stuff like that, which they were paying. However, taxes didn't work the way that the that um it's supposed to work like there's a lot of shit that they weren't paying for property taxes and all this stuff that has to be paid and that was being paid for by this owner who was just basically fronting the bill for 150 hippies yeah. that you know and so I, I that's why i'm saying like looking at both sides is important because but, but the owner to understand is, why but the owner wants to keep it right what do you mean he, want, like no, he wants the, to get rid of it? Oh, the owner like, of the ADM for 21 years wanted to get fucking rid of those people from the fucking get-go. Yeah. And I have at least one story, and I, you can't take it as fact because I heard it from an ADMer, like one of the older guys, though, when I was there doing a cooking thing, a catering thing for a band. Yeah. Um, I was there, and I was talking to one of these old-ass dudes that ran the kitchen and stuff, and uh, he told me a story while we were outside having a joint about... Um, the building, uh, do you know the main building where there's the kitchen and stuff in the community center, right? That main building. At the very top corner of it, there's like just a big chunk taken out of it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, in this area with the big chunk taken out of it, the reason why that's gone is because many years ago... I know the story. Yeah, you know the story? Yeah. So so correct me if I'm wrong. This is how I remember him tell, telling it. I don't know the story. Okay, if, correct me if I'm wrong. Many years ago, the owner of the ADM, the actual owner of it, bust his way in there with, like, a fucking crane bulldozer kind of thing yep. and fucking just started tearing the building apart in the middle of the night while people were sleeping in it. Well, and, well I'm, I'm not sure if it was the middle of the night. Okay, it might not have been the middle of the night. It could be, like, morning or... Okay, or, it was at some time when people were likely to be sleeping in that yeah. building and, mm -hmm. and it was also kids and stuff in there. It's, like, it wasn't just, like, some random it's junkies or something. Right. It was, like, kids in school and shit. Like, they, they didn't they didn't ask to be born into this. <laughs> um, Not true. But he started, like, destroying the building with people inside it, which is, like, a huge, huge crime, basically, you know? And I don't know how they stopped it. I don't remember that much, but all I... Do remember something hearing about is that guy not living anymore? Not too much longer after that. Uh, yeah, the that guy Bert, Bert Bertus sure. Bertus the bulldozer. <laughs> so, but 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 this this is where it gets kind of kind of dark actually. Like yeah yeah because uh, Bert Luske <coughs> was uh, how do you call it? Was good uh, on love. Yeah, real estate, real estate uh, uh, magnate. I guess you can magnate. say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but he was you know kind of a criminal guy. Yeah, he was mafioso for sure. And uh, also when squatters were squatting elsewhere in the city, they sometimes when you squatted the wrong building, you, you got a knock on your door and. and yeah, then, but but this is where it starts to get difficult actually, because yeah. now now somebody is that, but it's not sure if it's because of that. But I don't know. Well. Yeah, that's the thing where it's 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 only circumstantial that it would be ADMers or someone involved with that that put out the hit on the guy. Probably. Yeah, that's, that's, that's <laughs> probably not, but but yeah. I don't know. But I would either way, the guy probably had it coming from his life. the The whole thing that happened now with the ADM is from his son, who is now the owner of all of the stuff. Okay. So it's like, 
I don't know, maybe maybe the family does feel that the Adeyemers are partly involved in that, because the way that they evicted the Adeyem 21 years later now seems highly personal. Yeah. The way, like, they, they really physically destroyed all their shit. Like, yeah. all their caravans and stuff like that, they really just smashed everything into unusable state. Like, even, like, went out of the way, like, smashed guitars. <laughs> uh, just, just everything. Anything there that worked, break it. Like, just destroy everything, so there's nothing uh, to recover. If they do get back on this building, on this land, they don't have a single thing that they can recover. That's a guerrilla action, sure. actually. Hmm? Like a guerrilla way of... Uh, oh, like, yeah. But, <laughs> Big time. Yeah. And they had um, having there to stop people from getting in and let them do their thing. Yeah, but so, like, destroy everything and, and, and see what happens they next. Worked, or... They worked all through the night. After the courts, of course, were closed, and you can't call up a judge to call a cease and desist action and stuff, they worked for about 18 hours straight all through the night with bulldozers and cranes and shit just destroying yeah. everything to an unusable state until about, I don't know, 8 or 9 in the morning or something, the judge gets the the, or, the letter, and he reads it, and uh, then he uh, files a thing, and then that sends a police to the place to stop it, so by 11 a.m. the next day, they were the police came and told the private company that was run by the owner to stop doing what you're doing, get off the premises, because we still have more things to look at and stuff. But by then, they had already done as much damage as humanly possible yeah. Yeah. for, like, 18 hours. So they they did the deed. And in my opinion, this seems like they're, a judge who seems to be highly involved in this said, like, look, you're going to have about 18 hours, 20 hours or something to do this. You're, you're going to get in there, do as much fucking damage as you possibly can while you're in there. And that's going to speed up the process. Yeah, but that, that guy says, um, <clears throat> "I'm hired for this job, so don't look at me. Look at the guy who hires me." Yeah. And then that guy is out of the picture. Yeah. So, well, that's that's kind of what's happening too, because with with the whole uh, human but, rights thing and the UN yeah. getting involved in it, and the mayor Halsema, uh, and the judge. Basically, at one point, the judge. Uh, found himself in a position where if they were to rule in favor of the city, they're also ruling in favor of, of incriminating themselves, the yeah. judge themselves. Okay. And so what they ended up doing is changing their ruling to basically throw the mayor under under the bridge over, or under the bus over this. Yeah. And, yeah. and But she, even she was able to get it brushed off as yeah. well because everything still ruled in her favor. But even the king of the Netherlands weighed in on this and said that this whole ruling is ridiculous because... Uh, property things is a civil matter and the municipality should never be getting involved in it. Why is the municipality so involved in it? And he, uh, no. the direct translation, it says, uh, this, uh, this is, uh, now comes a thing that really, like when you, when you make a decision like this, it really gives us a tale. I know when you translate mm. like this back into Dutch, it make it has, <laughs> has a meaning when it's something gives you a tale. I forget it. My girlfriend explained it to me. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> so this starts uh, something, uh, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, when talking might be something else. So. Yeah, exactly. It's terrible. <laughs> you guys have a million of these weird sayings. Yeah. Like, monkeys flying out of your sleep. You're even growing tails. Know, and so. you're, you're fucking... Yeah. <laughs> Monkey flying out of your sleep, no. When, uh, when the apple uh, doesn't, far, uh, doesn't fall far from the tree. Yeah. <laughs> when the monkey comes out of the sleep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you guys oh, have okay. a ton of those. Like, uh, sometimes I've... I've heard people having conversations almost entirely in these sayings and stuff. It's crazy. Especially like the older guys. Yeah. Um, it's not meat or fish. <laughs> you know that one? No. Uh, it's vlees uh, nog uh, vis or something like that. Nog vlees nog vis. Yeah, nog vlees nog vis, which is like, he, uh, for example, my boss and I were driving down the street heading to a job and we saw this guy riding a, a buck feeds, but the buck 
part of it was gone, so yeah. it was like a bike with a weird bar for a long thing, and then a front wheel and shit, and yeah. then he used that to describe that, because mm-hmm. it's not a bike, it's not a, what the fuck is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a really simple way to explain that, yeah. that saying, I guess, but it could be applied to so many fucking things, you know? <laughs> like the mayor. <laughs> But, yeah. uh, she's not green or left. <laughs> uh, Doesn't look like it. Yeah, so it was, it, so for, to kind of get a little bit back on track, the, the, uh, the ADM was basically this, this terrain, for 21 years it was squatted by this, this community of people, and they did do a lot of, it wasn't just a big party zone, they did throw a lot of festivals, but a lot of very cool culture and art festivals, not just, like, big fat raves for everyone to get fucked on, yeah. they did really cool family-friendly festivals, and all kinds of crazy shit went on there, like, really cool stuff, and permanent art exhibits, uh, built out of old war rescue boats and shit like that, and, like, just so many amazing things that all had, like, meaning. Yeah. Also, like, cultural meaning and historical meaning for the Netherlands as well. And a lot of those people are, like, kind of well-known artists, actually, in yeah. their own right. They're, they're, they've done a lot of uh, art and light installations for so many big parties that happen in the Netherlands that the mainstream adores. Yeah. That's that's another thing. Like, they're they're turning their back on the very people that gave them their mainstream entertainment and stuff, too. So it's, it's just, mm-hmm. it's kind of unbelievable. Yeah. It just goes to show you the robot state that people are in these days, you know? Like just yeah. read the headline, like, that's what that is, done, done day, you know? But, okay, so, ADM, I'm, I, I only know the place from um, uh, some friends of mine, uh, like Kuhn, um, or some others, and they, sure. went, they went to f- festival stuff there, sure. or... Yeah. Uh, so, so what happened at the terrain, well, for the people, for, for the public? What do you mean? Like, there were festivals there? Sure. Yeah, well, I mean, it was, it's basically always accessible to the public. There was a community center. There's a giveaway shop where, okay. like, people had, like, yeah, like, Weghefinkel. Uh, you know what I mean? Mm, Just yeah. One of these guys, a lot of squats had those things, and they're actually really cool. Like, the one that I stayed at some years ago, they had one as well that was run every Sunday by a volunteer who did not live at the squat. Uh, and she would come there every week and have tons of new free stuff like that was donated to her that she put in there. And it was all the ladies and stuff and the mothers from the neighborhood would come there every weekend and just pick out things to take home and for the yeah. kids and yeah, clothes. Yeah, okay, it's a way of lifting. It's, it's how they live there. But, but, but it was just, but those were people who were who were taking it. None of them were the squatters. It was all like the yeah. fucking housewives and stuff that live in that neighborhood and shit. Muslim ladies and all this other kind yeah. of shit. It was like breaking cultural barriers and shit. They're like, you know, yeah. like this is something you don't really see in the news. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, just yeah. these these hippies are working together with them just fine. And like, what the fuck is going on here, you know? Yeah. And so so that that place was open and they also had a lot of dinners. <clears throat> you can go there and have dinners and there would be like oh any kind of any kind of thing happening there, like poetry readings, this and that, all kinds of shit, little acoustic nights or this kind of stuff, you know, all yeah. kinds of shit, all the way up to big three day festivals with uh flame shooting robotics and shit yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, like uh, they had the whole the whole scale. Okay. And but you can you could often go there for these like uh you know, neighborhood kitchen type evenings, which was okay. also an old thing that they did in Amsterdam a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, they, they kinda kept that tradition going. Yeah. And for a very small amount of Euros you get this big potluck dinner. All right. And meet a lot of people and stuff, mm. and and it's vegan or something probably because there's always that attachment. But <clears throat> yeah, it was it was a, actually a really cool thing. You know, I guess you know not a lot of people went to it in that aspect. Okay. Just to go get some 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 cheap food every once in a while, not really because it's also kind of out of the way. Yeah, yeah. But it is a place that was really uh, it was they kind of I wouldn't use the word communistic, but it was kind of communistic, but like kind of like anarchistic. 
anarchistic, yeah, but but it was still communistic though because they all did work towards the same goal and stuff like that and had roles and stuff like that and they mm-hmm. had kind of a committee that decided things and that's not how anarchy works. So they had some sort of organization yeah, involved yeah. in stuff, but but. Yeah, but when the, I say communist, I don't mean to put up any yeah, red that, flags. That, I just mean like um, they were a community that made decisions together. Could, but there's yeah, but the, 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 there's, there's also words for that. But you know, <laughs> yeah, okay, but I mean like like even like you guys in a room roommate situation in an apartment, that is a sort of form of communism, a little bit oh, in a right, sense, right, like, right, like <laughs> yeah, in a very but, blanket sense. Like, but like my my thing is like I've always saw like squats, like the one that I say it is like it's just a tiny microcosm of communism. You, and it totally works in a group of 15, 20 people. It doesn't work in a country. <laughs> That's why it always turns into some horrible fucking thing. You, you, but when it's like 20 people working together, yeah. then it works. It makes sense, you know? Yeah. And you, the, you, you could, by the way, uh, ask James uh, more about this. James. The, 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 the old guy uh, who lived uh, on IDM. Yeah. I don't know him. Yeah, I mean I would I would love to get people in on that, you know, and I think if we were to do something like this, we would we should we should like even name it something different because this is not exactly a funny subject. <laughs> no, it is <laughs> the co- podcast is called Successful Comedy Podcast, for the lack of a better name. And but the focus was kind of on like funny shit. But this was just kind of absorbing my week for the past couple of weeks. Yeah. So it's like I just need to let this out because my girlfriend is sick of hearing about it. It makes her really sad. When she hears it, when I tell her all the stories and the updates of what's happening, she's just like, she's on the verge of crying. She's like, can you please stop telling me this shit? I hate people so much. I hate this city. <laughs> she's losing her mind. Are you listening? <laughs> <laughs> tell me more of this destruction. <laughs> yeah, we have a fourth guest. Uh, yeah, yeah, there is the most adorable cat in this house. Like, I've taken pictures of your cat and shown so many people. Like, yeah. look at look at this really <laughs> awesome cat. It's like my friend's roommate's it's cat. quite famous. <laughs> Yeah. Very photogenic. Yeah. It's one of those cats that's just got like this pissed off face, but it's totally not pissed off. It's very content <laughs> and happy. <laughs> really friendly and calm. I don't know if you can hear him purr. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. You're putting your fingers right on the microphone. Well... Probably not. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what we need to do is get like some microphones and shit for this podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, soon. we should do that. I oh. have um, I have one good microphone. We could do a room mic. It. No. What yeah. I, I'm 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 just thinking of the future of the for the podcast and stuff like yeah. uh, in some months down the road because I also might just yeah. add it to a function of my business and be able to get write offs on the on on uh, on buying equipment and stuff for it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And just I don't want to do anything expensive or crazy. Uh, just just a simple mixing board so yeah, I can yeah. line my laptop oh, into it. That's perfect. It's only for talking. You know what I want to do in the so. future uh, is also get one of these cameras set up, like on other podcasts where they do video. Yeah. And they have it set up where it it automatically, the camera automatically uh, isolates on whoever's talking. Okay. So it's like three cameras on a tripod set up. It's like a webcam kind of thing. All right. HD. That's how Rogan does his podcast. Uh, Joey Diaz has that same setup, and I believe also uh, the Your Mom's House podcast with yeah. Tom Segura. They have the same <laughs> thing as well. I love those guys. Uh, they they have the same thing set up, and it just automatically pans to whoever's, you know, doing their thing. You know, and it's I, I really like right. that a lot, and I would yeah. like to do that in the future. But uh, Nicoline is always like, oh yeah, let's do this. And then when I start looking at devices and stuff, she's like, I don't want to be on camera. If if you do it, just, I just want to like down on my hands or something. 
Like, what the fuck? Like, every time you talk, it's just going to be your hands, like... <laughs> I don't know. No. I was like, I'll show my face. What do I care? Like, come on, what the hell? is like, we're not, like... I, I don't get it. I don't maybe, get it. maybe Nicolene can be the... Um, Jamie. She can be the lead. <laughs> <laughs> no, but she doesn't even have a fucking computer, man. She's so bad at computer. <laughs> She's really bad at it. She would never be able to do that. Yeah, well, she, hey, it. pull up that. Vi- hey, she, Nicoline, pull up that video real quick on this or that. It's twenty <laughs> minutes later. It'll be. Oh, oh, come on. Right. Mm. She can work on that stuff. Dude, it's a comedy podcast. Don't step on my bits. <laughs> <laughs> we rip on each other. <laughs> <laughs> you're like defending you're like oh don't be mean man <laughs> uh, okay there's one thing that I found fishy about the RAM for a brief moment and I want to talk about it just to show that I am I was just suspicious you know I don't know it's just I always am suspicious I'm always looking for a conspiracy and stuff like that I'm always Same. because uh, you know did you get suspicious of the donation thing uh, what, what, what donation thing? Well, okay, on their website, okay, there's a new donation that happened, and they've just now raised 21% of their goal of 20,000 euros. They got like 2,800, something like that, okay? So I, I donated like five bucks to it. I signed the petition as well um, that didn't get listened to. It fell on deaf ears, but whatever, I signed it. I did my part, damn it. Um, but they uh, also stated on their website, I went to look at their website, and at the bottom it said like they have they had a thing or they had another donation thing already set up that goes towards their legal fees, yeah. And that well, at least it said it went to their legal fees or something like that. I don't remember, but it's it was at like seven thousand something. Meanwhile, everyone's screaming and crying that they don't have concrete pads in the sludge fields. People are left homeless. They can't get their boats towed off of the ADM waters. Things like this. Why didn't they use any of that money to do that stuff? Like, that makes sense. Like, if you guys are going to win your case and stuff like that, the city's going to have to pay all that shit back anyway, and the people donated that money to you for the goodwill of the ADM, so why didn't you use that money for that instead of letting your own people sit in the rain for in January and shit like that? That that bothered me. Yeah, well, I, I, I couldn't enter that, man. Yeah, and I, I can't speak for, like, what the legality is of what they can and can't do with that money when they receive it if they announce that they're doing it for this particular reason or something, and that's yeah. what the money's for. They can't use it for anything else, but, like, in an emergency measure or something to like honest, that. To be honest, they probably had their reasons, but... Yeah, that's, that's the thing. But at first, I felt that way. At first, I felt that way. But then I read some more news and stuff, and it showed what they were doing with the money, and then I felt like an asshole. I never posted online or something about it or anything. I mentioned to Misha about it. And he was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he was also like, I have no fucking clue. But that was an aspect of it that I felt like I had to take a look at because I was also seeing this generating thousands of euros, this whole situation. So I was like, okay, so what are the squatters doing with their newfound thousands of euros? Because as far as I know, they live with very little money. And now they have a windfall of cash. So what mm. are they going to do with it? Because that's that's a classic story that happens like almost every well, time. You got people honest, with no they, money, they get they a lot do, of money. They do have a t- like a team of lawyers. Uh, yes. After this case. Well, that lawyer had to step down because it was starting to get too big for her. Yeah. This case started to become like this huge fucking international thing and stuff, and it was it was like starting to become too big for her. It was starting to go on like she's like this is like I have to step down from this <laughs> like basically because I can't uh, I can't do anything more with this. No one else came in. After? Oh, I believe they have someone already or something. Yeah. I don't know if they've made any official statements about it yet. But Or uh, we can go into conspiracy mode. 
Or we she, can go into conspiracy. Maybe, uh, 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 contacted by someone, you know. Yeah. It's possible. It's it's a, a brain possible. Does she still live? Yeah. <laughs> She's Greek. Yeah. She's a, a oh, Greek, a Greek no. attorney. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> guys, use that money, please. Just fucked. <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, this what what happened is what you can imagine happened. Uh, just the other day, the courts ultimately ruled against them. They uh, also said that the UN ruling has absolutely no bearing on their stuff whatsoever because they still yeah. feel, even though they didn't provide any toilets. Uh, any kind of uh, concrete pads for them to put their RVs on the sludge field, so all their stuff is now just sinking into this swamp, basically. And there's nowhere to piss and shit. They have a river of piss and shit outside their window. I've seen some photos of it. And this is, uh, they said that they have sufficient resources, and the city has given them more than plenty. Uh, We didn't fulfill all of their wishes, but we fulfilled all their needs, is what they said in the most recent thing. And they also, uh, they when one of the ADMers who was actually speaking before the board with even, like, Marianne uh, Potts and, like, some other people there uh, from all these different parties. Uh, They said, like, there are no... There's one fucking working toilet for over 100 people, and uh, it doesn't even really work. We don't have proper electrical hookups or anything like that. And uh, they said, uh, yes, you do. Next question. (laughs) That was was basically what they said. Like, uh, as far as we can see, you have sufficient of that. And the only question that one of the other guys had was to the other members of the board is like, are they paying for the electricity or is the municipality paying for it? And they're like, they're paying for it. Like, okay, no further questions. All right. <laughs> he yeah. just wanted to make sure they're paying their own bills. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Like, oh my God. They got their asses handed to them. But I think everybody saw that coming. Yeah, but we, we I think people were a bit too positive uh, mm-hmm. in, in their... Uh, yeah, I think so too view of the future i think people are also a little too peaceful about this yeah the overall committee decision of the majority of the adamers was to not do any kind of violent protests or resisting anything like that and stuff and instead take the legal routes and 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 plea to the public and stuff like that which is Mm. admirable but the only reason why there's still squats in berlin is because they're actually making molotov cocktails and stocking weapons and shit like that (laughs) and the police can't get them out of there and whenever they take photos of themselves they have like fucking masks on and shit so you don't see their faces because they're criminals and because but they're called criminals because they're the ones who kept the goddamn buildings and they kept the goddamn buildings because they scared the police force away and the thing you don't see in this in this country is that it's always peaceful protests and the problem in my opinion with that is what I said before about the current squatting scene in the Netherlands. It's the wrong people doing it. The wrong people are doing it. It's Whoa. students and and uh, people who don't actually need it and they're not yeah. they're not they don't have their heart in it because they don't actually need that place. I'm not saying all the ADMers are like that. I'm talking about like for example the Antarctica squad. I know all those people on the other side of the building, not just my side. Those people were all students, expats from other countries whose parents were paying their rent. But instead of renting apartments in Amsterdam, they chose to stay in Antarctica. They told me straight up what they were doing. Yeah. So they're rich kids whose parents were dropping the money. They're thinking that they're legally registered somewhere. And, yeah, they were just partying on their parents' dime and pretending to be activists. Yeah. And that's the huge problem with a lot of... And, 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 right if any of those Antarctica this. people yeah. uh, hear this, they're going to want me dead. I'm sure <laughs> they're going to hate my guts. Yeah. They already kind of did. But, <laughs> yeah, it's just... it's. That's the problem. None of them actually want to fucking take action or get really arrested for this shit or anything, you know, like... Yeah, well, they're also just thinking small, man. <laughs> no, but they're taking opportunity of something that's actually way more fragile than they would think. 
they're supposed I, to be protected under certain laws and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. and but the thing is that the whole the whole squatting scene of Amsterdam is very unique, or the Netherlands, I'm sorry, is very unique because it was one of the only countries where it was actually um, uh, your guys' word is for gedoogd, and we say tolerated. Yeah. Where like it's a crime, but right. uh, what are you gonna do, eh? That was yeah. this kind of what the whole thing was for many, many years, and, and I, I don't remember exactly when it first started, but I believe it was post-World War II it was allowed to happen, because during the rebuilding effort and stuff like that, the mm-hmm. whole country was in shambles economically, financially, yeah. uh, work-related and stuff like that. Nobody had jobs anymore. Everybody's businesses were, like, done. <laughs> All the paperwork got burned and shit, so they had to, like, start over as a country, kind of. So they're, like, live wherever. If the building is not occupied and the owner doesn't have a plan for it, just live in there. And then and you guys come to an agreement. And like, that was kind of what it is. Like, But then the law stated that once there's a plan for the building, you guys have to work it out. And you got to get out because the, the you know finance and the economy, the industry has to march on. That's mm-hmm. the whole point of our country. We want to build up and be powerful again and, and like, yep. you know, <laughs> survive. Yeah, but uh, like the... It's American way of thinking, but but, <laughs> but that was but that's the way that the law was was, yeah. was thrown thrown yeah, but, down. Yeah, but like yeah. co- coming back to the Netherlands, I mean, uh, what, what you said, like the wrong people are squatting here. That, that that's really true because yep. like all the, all the people that are nagging about squatters, they're like paying paying fucking high prices probably. Oh yeah. For, well, that's probably also why they're butthurt about it, because, like, yeah. my boss was, when I told him about this, he was like, oh, fuck them. I'm like, why? He's like, they've been getting off scot-free, da-da-da-da-da, I live in the Blumkracht, and I pay this much every month, and all these taxes and stuff, so yeah. that they can have a free ride and stuff like that, and, and, and that's, that's, you know, that's not the Adamers' fault, that's the fucking political system's fault. Like, yeah. there is no reason why shit should be this expensive in Amsterdam, it's yeah. fucking crazy. It's You're just paying just to be here. For the the status of living in this city, mm. like it's also a bit like like who are you paying now? Yeah, <laughs> where is all this money going? To? Yeah, wh- wh- what wh- the wh- fuck are they doing with all this money? Yeah. No, I know. I'm. I also have a feeling that part of the reason why they rushed the ADM getting out, uh, push that forward into action, has to do with a lot of the money that they bled out with the North South Tunnel, mm-hmm. and the yep. changing of the system that bled Amsterdam and the Netherlands itself. Of a lot of money because even like the the, the government of the whole Netherlands mm-hmm. uh, kicked Amsterdam a bunch of money to finish the project and just get it the fuck done. Yeah. And and they at that point then they have to do it otherwise it lasted, they fuck the whole country. Then it lasted. Then it lasted. Yeah, because like it, it, it finished. It, yeah. <laughs> it was such a thing which almost like. And it sucks too. It's not even that great. <laughs> yeah, actually. I got lucky with, like, the travel that I need to take often and stuff. I am very lucky that I can do one tram across the city to the KNSM island from, yeah. from my house. Like, really close by, five-minute walk from, like, kind of by the uh, fried chicken place and stuff nearby where you used to live. Yeah. Uh, there's the tram there, 14. I can take that all the way the fuck to my work and, like, uh, just sitting there once. Like, it didn't used to be like that, so that's nice. Everyone else is fucked, though. <laughs> Most people have to transfer, like, three times to get to their job when they used to be able to do what I do now. Sorry, my cat is being, uh... Oh, your cat is being amazing. Being, being sexy. Yeah, look at that sexy leg. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn, bitch. Such a ballerina. <laughs> and looking me dead in the eyes, too. <laughs> <laughs> you want some of this? But, uh... Fuck. I, um... Yeah... The uh, one one interesting thing I read, it was from someone who lived there. She dressed up nice, a skirt, makeup, like a normal person, not a squatter. 
and went to a session where Mayor Halsema was speaking. And after the session, she approached her and said, I loved your essay, blah, blah, blah. You know that one? Yeah. She wanted to get her autograph on it and stuff like that. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a creepy way it was written, too. Like, she's like, I felt her warmth. She was very warm. And it was so weird. Like, whoever wrote this is like, oh, okay, you took enough ecstasy. But, but this, uh, the one quote that stood out was, like, they she gave her a hug. Alsama gave her a hug. And she's like, oh, forgive me if I stink. I just hugged 200 homeless people. <laughs> that was a thing she said. She's like, she's like, oh no, you don't stink. She's like, I only smelled her. Uh, <laughs> but uh, afterwards, she told her that she's one of the Adamers, and uh, you know all this other shit. Yeah, and she she didn't really. Uh, she just was shocked and didn't know what the fuck to say and just kind of like backpedaled and walked away. Yeah, and apparently that, that's like the first time some Adamers actually were able to speak directly yeah. to her. Yeah. Yeah, she has remained distant from it, even though she was heavily involved in it. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing that a lot of people don't get. She's very heavily involved in it. On paper, like, this isn't a conspiracy. You can just take a look at it. She was very heavily involved in the orchestration of this mm. and made a lot of the decisions involved in it. And this is the mayor that is supposed to be representing the left and a Green Party. Granted, as a mayor in the Netherlands, one of the things is you're not supposed to take a political stance on either party or anything like that. But what she did is double wrong because she's she got elected there because a lot of the people in Amsterdam are pro-left and pro-like, pro you know, hey, let's not fuck with nature. Green Party, go. Yeah. You know, we like that kind of shit. And you guys have had a right-wing mayor for forever. And so, <laughs> so you guys are ready for a change, you know. You want to drill Obama. But you got Halsema instead. And she basically made a lot of decisions that are very beneficial to the right yeah. and industry as opposed to wildlife for any kind of preservation. Which I might add, the ADMers actually did do pretty good to preserve the nature that's there as well, yeah, and and true. make gardens and actually farm that land and yeah, stuff, yeah, and it, fish it, there and it, stuff. It, it was like the only spot in the whole of the area that had where, yeah. where, where actually birds still came. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a lot of birds that like sanctuary there and yeah. stuff. Yeah, Jesus Christ, man. It's, uh... Yeah, this also is. Uh... I don't know. She's a, I, she's, how she she's, can a live cunt, man. she's a total and complete yeah. cunt. That's what she is. Yeah. I like. I, uh, uh, did you see that photo? The cover of her essay where she it was a picture of her with no shirt on, but it was like from the shoulders up, and she's got a scorpion on her face. <laughs> Isn't that the cover? Of she wrote this essay that. called like uh, um, "Manifesting Power from Imagination <laughs> to Power and and Getting the Things that You Want in Your Life from the Power that You've Gained Through Your Career" is basically what it is. Like like attaining your personal goals through the career goals that you've attained. You know what I mean? Like, so uh, basically, yeah. like, uh, oh, how to get kickbacks is a fucking corporate shill is basically what she, she made this yeah. art article about. Uh, um, and and, and the, the picture of her is, is just a picture of her on the cover. Literally, it's like her laying on the ground, and there's a scorpion across her face. Like, I don't, this is like some, I don't know. It's just some weird, like, fucking occult-looking yeah. shit to me. Like, yeah. it's fucking weird, man. Mm. It was fucking weird. Mm-mm-mm. She had signed that girl's essay. Yeah. I don't remember the exact quote it was, but it was something along the lines of like the 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 
will of the strong will be overcome by the power of the weak or something. Like, it was <laughs> yeah. some shit like this. Like, it was some shit like this. Like, the or, small the small will prevail over the powerful. It's like, what the fuck? Like, like, it's like, uh, like, a, like a slap in the face or something like that. I don't know. Like, it, it's, like she's, it's just a classic politician who just, just uses reverse speak on everything. Yeah. Like, says freedom and then takes away your freedom. Like, just like that kind of shit. Like, yeah, it's yeah. classic stuff, you know? It's, uh... She will go far. And one, one thing I've said, and I actually pissed some people off when I said this, I was like, I guarantee you in six months she's going to be, like, some high-paid position at Shell. Like, that's, that's the next yeah, thing that's going to happen. Yeah. She's not going to be mayor for long. She pissed off everyone on the left, but she doesn't care about the left. She's going to go for some corporate position after this. She's going to leave politics or something. Yeah. I guarantee it. And then she's going to be paid a lot of money to work at an oil company or something mm. like that. I'm very sure of it. So I've called it now. Now that I have legal right to stay in the Netherlands, I'm, like getting all involved in the political stuff of Amsterdam because now it's like hey now that I'm going to stay here I might as well I might as well start giving a shit about this you know <laughs> yeah yeah true at first I didn't know if I was going to stay or go if I was going to get kicked out or banned from the Netherlands or what no, so, no, no, now I can stay and I'm like get angry with us again. yeah now I, can, now I can get into it yeah it's, it's kind of fun <laughs> I came here to be angry right <laughs> well I mean you know, in in where where I come from, I come from the Midwest in the states, and that's like the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah. I'm from Illinois, about a 45 minute drive down the highway from Chicago, so right. not exactly in the city. You know, yeah, I grew up in the yeah, suburbs. Sure. You know, yeah. So it, it kind of sucked. A lot of cornfields around me, but we had like cities, <laughs> cities and stuff. But just 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 outside that city, you got some cornfields for really quite a stretch. You know, <laughs> and yeah. uh, limestone quarries and shit like that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, very boring place, and I would say even though the Midwest does a lot of voting for the Republican side and stuff, as far as like people giving shit about what Midwesterners have to say or changes they can make for the world and stuff, we're quite marginalized. People don't give a shit about the Midwest. Yeah, like, all true. the people on the coast say that the Midwest is, like, that's where dreams go to die. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's where yeah. you go to get fat and have 14 kids and eat a lot of cheese. Oh, so. uh, well. So it true, man. you have your space, right? So true, though. <laughs> so fucking true. You go to, the, you go to like, New York or something, you just see people living life and enjoying it. Well, I don't know. <laughs> where I'm from, man, too, it's, man. like, crackheads and, like, <laughs> gangs that are, like, fighting for no reason. Like, I don't know, they're, like, they never did any, like, million-dollar bust or anything like that. Like, no, and that's, that's the kind of shit you, you, you look in a different way when, you, when, you, when you're old and fat. I guess. I don't know, man. I, I grew up in Joliet, Illinois, and it is a hellhole, man. It has a really high, <laughs> it has a really fucking high crime rate, crime rate, man. I promise you this. We have, we have a really yeah, high I mean, crime rate. As in, if, if the Midwest is a boring place to, to I mean, not to all parts of, Yeah, well, I mean, no, I think the Midwest <laughs> is a good place to retire. You got a lot of, a lot of people that, that would spend a lot of time in the cities and stuff like that, and yeah. they want to get the fuck away from it. They go to the Midwest and stuff, but they don't necessarily go to Illinois. They go to uh, other more beautiful places that have, like, you know, Florida. mountains. <laughs> that's not the Midwest, though. That's no, the South. That's also where old people that's go, That's right? dirty South. <laughs> I'm, go I'm going to for, a, for a P. Okay. P. 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 But what I was, was kind of getting at was that in even in your little town in America, mm -hmm. you often feel like your voice is not heard, and mm -hmm. the votes we do for our mayors or our governors or, or state officials and stuff, it doesn't really ever work out the way yeah, you yeah. want it to. And also, the way our politics are divided up, it's like each state is like its own mini-country, so we have our own like laws and stuff like that. Yeah, the yeah. laws differ from state to state for a lot of things, and the taxes and stuff as well. 
Yeah, but it's confusing, right? Or not? It's well, it's not it's, confusing because I grew up with it and I took school yeah, to learn about it, so I understand how like, it works. Like one but state in America, um, is that a right observation that, that uh, here in Europe, mm -hmm. uh, like Holland, uh, it could be the size of one state in Your, Holland, states, the so. Netherlands is about the size of two New Jerseys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, the way our states are divided up has simply to do with how things went when we colonized. Mm -hmm. And the whole thing started with 13 colonies on the East Coast from when we yeah, came yeah. from Europe. And those are the, the the what kind of eventually formed the, the lines of all the states on the East Coast, which is a lot of tiny little states. Yeah, a lot of little... Like straight line almost, all those states. Well, on the, yeah, on the left, it's a bunch of cubes and squares because that, mm -hmm. was, that was like at a time where they had colonized and established quite a lot and then they just decided like, all right, we're going to start, start dividing up this land. Yeah. They all got together and had agreements and that's when they started drawing things a little bit more rationally. Yeah. Before they were literally drawing territory lines like, okay, up till this ridge is where my property is and stuff yeah. like that and they would draw the line along the fucking canyon and shit and that's why you had all these weird shaped yeah. states and shit like that. But then eventually they just started making cubes as they yeah. as, as they went west and stuff. And so, yeah. you know, you'll have, like, some mountain range is actually in two different states or something. Cause yeah, it's, yeah, you know, it could be. Yeah, okay. Nevada. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just divided up. Like, Nevada has that weird point, but that's because of the curve of California and shit. You know, yeah. and they're trying to get a whole even square thing going eastward and stuff. <laughs> but it is weird how the whole delegates thing works right, because right. you have a lot of states with varying amounts of people in it and they're supposed to have an equal voice in the presidential election and that's where it gets really foggy because... Yeah, but the thing about uh, every state having uh, its own laws and stuff is... Well, um, we, have, we have our own... It's, it's, you know what, to really oversimplify it, a good way of putting it is it's just like how all the countries in the EU have their own laws but they also have to abide by the laws of the European Union. Okay. So all the states have their own laws but there's also federal law which is the government yeah, law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the like union. classifying drugs as certain things and this or that as this type of thing. But states... it's almost the same as in Europe actually in concept like um, yeah. we have the, um, the European Union and then we have our own countries and those right. countries have different laws yeah. but there are laws that that are, supersede it like yeah. you guys can say like oh so, this criminal uh we don't see it as a crime mm -hmm. but then the european union law can step in and say yeah well we do so they're gonna have to go to big boy court with the european union for their crimes yeah, do you guys yeah. have that um I think so. Because we also have in the states, like for example, in California, when but when they when they were early in legalizing weed and putting up uh, the medical no, marijuana places, it's legal in the state of California, but federal government was still raiding and busting businesses that were operating legally in in California. But according yeah. to federal government, marijuana is still illegal. So you're dispensing illegal drugs, and they would bust them. <laughs> I totally agree, but, but <laughs> that's the whole thing, you know. <laughs> he oh, makes man. a really good point. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking cat. Ow. <laughs> oh. I love that shit. <laughs> All my life, man. This, this, um, this cat is, um, yeah, he's almost 17. <laughs> really? So, yeah. So he's... Um, it's been with me for like yeah 17 yeah 17 years now so I was five. <laughs> Almost ash in your grinder, that's how I know I'm stoned. <laughs> wow. 
Hey. Oh, what a lovely cat. Yeah. Really, every time I come here, this cat just walks in the room and is like, yeah, <laughs> just sits on my lap. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. And then after, where's all the hair? And I'm like, no. <laughs> well, he's, he, he's, uh, he's losing a lot less hair now. And, uh, he's good. I mean, he's still, <laughs> he's still hairy, but it's not like you're, you have a whole carpet of, of, of cat hair on your lap, you know? It's funny, this cat kind of likes to be held upside down, <laughs> like on its back, or, or like a baby, or sitting upright. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Cats. Scary puppet behind me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have some hanging puppets in this room. Yeah, from your shows. Uh, yeah. Oh, I want to point out to you, by the way. Uh, the number one most listened to podcast uh, of history of, of our podcast is the one with you. <laughs> nice. By, by like 10 <laughs> listens, man. Like... <laughs> 10 listens. Uh, that's the difference. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. You, you, were, you have the most listened to podcast. Congratulations. So, shout out to my fans. Yeah. <laughs> I love my fans. <laughs> Bro fist, sis fist. <laughs> Subscribe to my YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube, Twitter, <laughs> Snapchat. Go check yourself before. Check out like Twitter, the real coon. Hashtag <laughs> <laughs> the real coon dude, 24. Yeah. <laughs> Big dicks in your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Big Dicks in your asshole. Let's make this a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For reference to Joey Diaz. Uh, <laughs> Big Dicks in your asshole. Tip yeah. top fucking Magoo. Uh, <laughs> what is up with that saying of his? <laughs> He's like, all you gotta do is this and that, and then you tip top fucking Magoo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, nice. <laughs> that explains. <laughs> Alright. Oh, that guy. Sometimes his podcasts are really good, but then sometimes I just can't listen to that guy. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. I don't know. He just starts going off, and you're like, yeah, fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> Turn it off, man. Yeah. Love mail. Mm. Um, I went and saw Ari Shafir uh, a couple months ago mm-hmm. with Nicoline and my girlfriend as well. Yeah. And, uh, God damn it, that was a hilarious goddamn show. <laughs> Two sets. It was basically explaining Jewish culture. <laughs> so it was like, it was like an, it was almost like a, like a, like a TED talk done by Ari Shafir <laughs> about Judaism. And then like at the end of the second or at the end of the first thing, he, he did a, like an ask me anything and like ask the crowd, like just ask me anything about Judaism and stuff. And nice. <laughs> yeah. So he had a lot of like racist Dutch people and they're asking ridiculous questions and shit. <laughs> it was really nice. <laughs> but oh man, he was, uh, he, he was absolutely incredible. I highly recommend going and checking that guy out. Next nice. time, next time he comes around, please come with us to go see some shit like that. Gotta go check out some more of these comedy shows from these guys, man. Bert's coming. Bert Kreisner? Yeah. Really? Yeah, the machine's coming, man. Where? The mirror fire, I think. God damn it. Yeah, soon. Like, in a couple months. He's, he's heading on a, a European tour or some shit. Or it already happened, but I think it's about to happen. Yeah. I think he's starting off a bit in America, and then he heads off uh, to Europe. You want to go to that? We have internet here. Yeah, please, let's look that up and, and, and talk up Bert Kreischer a bit, because, fuck it, I really like that guy. Yeah. He's, uh, I listen to more of his podcast, and he's, like, the kind of guy who's kind of got really lucky. Like, he just had a couple really good stories, and people just, you know, kind of got a hold of him, and were like, hey, man, you need to, like, start telling these stories on stage. Like, do it, do it, do it, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. forcing them to tell it on stage, and, and uh, he blew up really fucking quickly because of it. 
like they gave him really good advice like oh, tell nice. these stories like oh these won't work on stage he's like yes they will you have to tell this shit and they become his biggest fucking bits and he's making millions but with no shirt on yeah right <laughs> fair he's, enough he's fantastic this guy is, is great good crusher what, B- what B- date buddy shots world or what's the date I'll snap when is it um 29th of April Oh okay, okay, April 29th. All right, I've got all right. Time, I've got time, I've got time. I got time for that. I thought it was. I thought it said January because I'm gonna go see the residents uh, in a couple of weeks. No Peru. Yeah, he's going all over the fucking world with his uh, with his tour. Nice. Yeah. Man. Go Bert. Yeah. He just got done with the world but, tour but, but last I, year. You know, he's doing another one already with new material. Nice. Like he's going fast, man. The last tour he did was the one that he has the thing on new uh, Netflix, The Secret Time. Did you see that one? Secret Time. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> it's a really good special. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, but this new tour is all new material. Probably The Machine Story. And he does uh, meet and greets with everybody. It's like part of his, his tour, apparently, is that he just has to meet everybody and shake hands and have a beer with you. He'll be at some bar in Amsterdam afterwards, and you go drink with him. Nice. So I, I, I'd be down with that, or I, I, get, I, I, get high with him. I want to. I want him to go to the mines. Oh, oh you, you would love that place, I yeah. think. What you should do is just start writing him an email. I might do it. <laughs> we should write him an email and tell him places where he needs to go in Amsterdam. But also, uh, Patton Oswalt is coming. Uh, Aziz Ansari is playing at the Ajax Arena. Uh, arena. Let me repeat that. Really? Aziz Ansari is playing at the Ajax Arena. Why the arena now? Because he pulls in a crowd that fucking big, Jesus. apparently. Dave Chappelle is also playing uh, there, the Ziggo Dome or something. Yeah. I think it's already sold out. Yeah, no, it was already... Uh, yeah, like instantly like, uh, sold so out. So a lot of people, actually. It was, it was like a month ago or something. Yeah. Did it already happen? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the tickets were really expensive. I saw it and I was like, mm. Yeah. Mm-mm. No, I don't want to pay that much money to go see Dave Chappelle. Well, I kind of do. I would like to. Mm-hmm. I would. I, I think, as far as I'm concerned, I missed the boat for seeing uh, Dave Chappelle the way I wanted to see him. Now, the best way I can enjoy him is in the comfort of my own home. <laughs> yeah. uh, because, or or if I were to go to uh, one of the clubs where he practices his sets or something like that, I don't want to see him in a stadium. No. That doesn't seem like a lot of fun, man. Like, I don't know. It's yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know fucking stadium man it's, it's kind of weird like same with Aziz I don't I like him and I like his comedy I like him on TV and shit too I don't want to I don't want to go sit in the stadium and watch that shit um I don't know have you seen <laughs> have you seen Aziz Ansari play a Metallica medley on guitar with uh, some big band on stage at like the Madison Square Garden no yeah he's a shredder <laughs> did you know that he's a shredder on guitar it's no. because he grew up in like in like the south or something he's like the only Indian kid and had no fucking friends so he just got a guitar and right. he just started practicing all the fucking time and he was like oh, I don't know what's cool riffs so he's like I don't know Slayer Metallica so he just started practicing like metal riffs like this weird Indian kid <laughs> started shredding he ends up becoming a stand up comedian but he can still kind of shred and he okay. played on stage at the MSG cool. <laughs> it's really funny <laughs> Yeah. Nice. He actually he did uh he did uh what was it uh and I see him like shredding and then Master of Puppets is that a song? What what? Yeah. Yeah, that one. 
He did that whole fucking thing. He did that whole fucking thing. All the shredding and solos and shit. The crowd was going ape shit because I think it was also like a comedy show. The band happened to be there for another thing, and they're like, "Let's do this." They had yeah, and just kind of blew everybody's minds with impromptu. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was really funny to watch. Unbelievable. Um, can can I uh, have your uh, controller there to put up a YouTube video real quick? I, I want to show you something that maybe you haven't seen. Uh, <laughs> By the way, Mr. Show, that's fucking hilarious. Oh, oh sure. Kelly. But that's not what I wanted. I just typed in R. Kelly, and then it automatically went to R. Kelly pees on a 14-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> How many people That's <laughs> not what Jesus. I was looking for. Fucking I was looking for passport. <laughs> it it's will all it. become very clear in a moment. Okay, okay. It's almost like mainstream dumb girls are finding out that R. Okay. Kelly pissed on, this on is, someone. This is, this is a recent video of R. Kelly... New Year's in Ethiopia. Can we make this a little louder? Now he this is he often does this where he sings in front of the audience, yeah? Make it a little louder so that the podcast can pick it up. Okay. Yeah. Chill. So he's like improving to the audience, and the band is improving behind him as well. And it was over something really, really silly. Something we shouldn't have broken up over. But it is. It is what it is. We broke up, and here I am in Ethiopia tonight. Question. Is there anybody out there single? That broke up with a man and they looking for somebody else right now. <laughs> the funniest R&B lyrics you've ever heard in your life. Yeah. Can I just say, by the way, he's not fucking kidding. (laughs) He definitely took people from the audience. And they were probably about 17 or younger because Ethiopia has some laws that are fucked up. Mm. And he guarantee, I, I'm, there's no evidence of this, but I can guarantee you after seeing that documentary on him, that he definitely fucked some people over there that were underage. At the end of the conversation, (laughs) at the end of the conversation, I'm going to want you to come back to America with me. 
I know I am. So you got to be willing to split the difference. Come to America and see me. I come out here to see you, Ethiopia. But it's so hard to get back and forth, so hard to get back and forth. Problem. How am I going to get you from Ethiopia to America? <laughs> Let me think. Let me think. This is it. He's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his fingers on his chin and he's looking, he's furrowed his eyebrows. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Girl, would you like to come back with Rob to America? America. America. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? Did you get your shots? He's about to throw down. Do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? instruments and shit, so yeah. we're like, those guys, that was a yeah, tight band, band though. Was, was ripping it, but... <laughs> Look at... And now... <laughs> he's like, you wanna come back? <laughs> How tight is that band, though? He just went... Temperature is rising! Yeah, like, and the track, band right? just started. Yeah, let's click track, and it's so... Uh, Yeah, okay. The rest is just him singing. Uh, uh, do you have your passport? Did you get your shots? He's <laughs> <laughs> just making sure. For the past, like, two, three weeks, I have been singing this at home daily. I was like, seriously, just the other day, I woke up in the morning, I rolled over to my girlfriend, and she was like, good morning. I was like, do you have your passport? <laughs> <laughs> she hates it. Especially since we watched this documentary now. She's like, stop. <laughs> fucking stop. <laughs> it's scary. The guy is fucking scary. So, <laughs> that is the worst R&B lyrics yeah. that have ever been. So- R&B is, is, that, is that sexuality music. It's like, it's okay to yeah, like, be about R&B sexuality not, and shit. Really... Like, no, but his, his, <laughs> but, but, like, his stuff has always been kind of sexually charged and shit like that, you know, but it's like, if you look at nineties R&B and stuff like that, it was, it was, it was also racy for its time. And the music videos were always like people caressing each other and shit and yeah. like looking hot and looking down from their sunglasses and shit. And next thing, candlelight dinner with their girl and shit. And yeah. they're wearing lingerie. So like it was, it was always quite tame by today's standards, but it was, it was really racy in the eighties and nineties and shit. Yeah. Uh, 
and so it but it was the first music to really do that like really like sensual exploration of like those types of feelings and stuff like that and put it to music well, and that's why the yeah. r&b is like so smooth and more like, like that. show like, it that much in clips and stuff but right. because in music they always right. did that but well sure yeah but exactly but they were kind of like more yeah. pushing like the whole black sensuality of it and stuff and like yeah. black culture as well but it was it's this whole whole own thing mm. for a while there and and it really a lot of the lyrics are actually quite beautiful because in in the more tame r&b like Boys to Men, great example of it. Like some of the romantic songs are extremely well written for that kind of music. I'm not really yeah, into it, but cool. like you know, they got some good shit in terms of that you kind of legit. Band. Yeah, and they're really good. They're angels, goddammit. it. Yeah. <laughs> Boys to Men, but uh, they, uh, you know, the lyrics are quite meaningful. Fast forward to New Year's in 2019. Do you have your passport? Did you Did get you your get shots? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're a girl <laughs> and he's like baby did you get your shots <laughs> would you be turned on by that or just like completely weirded what? out like... <laughs> oh my god yeah. <laughs> I want your dick Arkady oh my god I'm going backstage oh my god I'm going to America oh my god I made a sex cult <laughs> there's this other video <laughs> Come on, give me give me some results. Yeah, here's a here's a here's a oh, yeah. here's a minute of your life you never get back. Oh, it's like I'm there. Wipe my nose. Look at all them really long fingernails. They're like really colorful and shit. Someone pulling that white hand out of the way. <laughs> He was letting a ton of a ton of women uh, grab on his dick while he was singing. Keep wiping me, <laughs> keep wiping me. I wouldn't be surprised if like uh, like a toilet paper company buys that jingle. Yeah. You know? <laughs> keep wiping me. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Oh, this right. man is fucking gross. Oh, what a world. Please do watch that uh, docu-series, man. It's called... Why would I now? You have to. Why? Because there's so many details that, that are so I... you don't understand, man. You gotta see it. You love watching shit. You're always trying to get me to watch series and movies and all this other shit. I got one for you. Surviving R. Kelly. <laughs> the Lifetime original docu-series. <laughs> He's very mad about it. <laughs> He's very upset about it. <laughs> Why is Weeaboo in your search history? <laughs> Weeaboo? There's a lot of stuff in my search history. I'm scared. 
<laughs> we, you know what we know what a weeaboo is? No. These are like American Westerners that think they're Japanese Harajuku girls. All right. So no. it's like white people, like fat white nerdy kids, that are like, oh, Toki Toki, I'm so Japanese, ah, like this, and they have like oh, pink yeah, hair yeah, and yeah. dress yeah. like an anime character and shit. And they're oh, super into exist, it. Yeah, the right. Japanese people look at this like, what the fuck? Yeah, what <laughs> the fuck are you doing? That's weird. This is one of the rare occasions where we get to freak out the Japanese. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know it had a name. Oh, sure. Weebs. <laughs> they're really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. Right. To be fair, I was super into anime as a kid, but I never, like... Uh, I never did that kind of... Yeah, yeah that yeah. as well, but I never, like projected it in my outward appearance that I was like super into Japanese culture or something like that mm. you know mm. yeah, it's very weird what else what else do we got man what kind of news what's the news <laughs> it's in the news it's in the news it's in the news I bought a new game Far Cry 5 yeah okay that's cool news right sure have you played <laughs> it yet uh, yesterday a bit okay it's what do you think it's hard I keep dying. I'm not so good at this, but it's awesome. I think the only one... Yeah. I played Far Cry 1, and then I think I played Far Cry 3, like the first really nice 3D one. Yeah. And then after that, I was just done. I didn't do them anymore. Wow. I need to get a PS4. Right yeah. now, I have a PS3 hacked yeah. and a PS Vita that's also hacked. Awesome. And I have plenty of shit to do with those two things. That's awesome. But I'm missing a lot of current games. And this December, Shenmue 3 is coming. And I have the game ordered. It's already... I paid for it in the Kickstarter like years ago. <laughs> I was okay. finally going to get it. Huh? Okay. Shenmue 3? Shenmue? <laughs> Shenmue is this, is this uh, RPG game that was originally out on the Sega Dreamcast. Alright. And it was right. like the first of its kind where it's like... Okay, so your your father is is murdered in front of you by some fucking kung fu guy, mm. and he takes some mysterious artifact from him and then disappears, and then the rest of the series of this game, you're just on the trail of your father, mm. your father's killer, and you uh, balance daily living in Japan mm. in a historically accurate area. Even they even like made the daily weather mm. proper and the calendar moves and stuff like in Persona or something, yeah. and. Uh, it's uh, an amazing game. So you're balancing real life shit, but also kind of like going around town and asking people message, asking people questions and figuring out your, your killer. There's also like a fighting system where there's a lot of like you're fighting street gangs and uh, you eventually start catching on to the people who are involved with your father's killer and stuff. No fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and then it goes on to the second okay. game, but that only was released in Japan, but then they put it on Xbox, the original Xbox, uh, the second one. And that one was kind of hard to play, you know, because so they split it across consoles and it was years later, so it didn't get as much traction as the first one, which was revolutionary. Um, but now the third one's coming out, and it was entirely paid for by a Kickstarter. Okay. Because it was made by Sega, and they're like, basically, they have almost no money, basically, for making games and shit. So they don't have time for new franchises like that and shit. So they yeah. stick with their mainstays these days. Um, but with Shenmue, they kickstarted it, got like $6 million mm. or something like that, six and a half or something, I don't know. And they're putting out a really badass game. It'll be finished with it right. this Christmas. But this stuff started in, like, I don't know, 2014 or something. They did the Kickstarter. They announced it at an E3, and it immediately made, like, four mil. 
Oh, sick. <laughs> All awesome. right. People wanted this game bad. Oh. I highly recommend playing it, man, because it's, yep. it's kind of an RPG, but it's more like the we'll story driven. They have Shenmue 1 and 2 on, on the PlayStation Store now, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Yeah, they put those both up there. You should get that shit. Well, look I it really... up. I want to see how it looks like. Yeah, man. I really want to get a, a PS4 simply so I can play these games with trophies, you yeah. know? <laughs> oh. Yeah, this month uh, we had we Steep in uh, the PlayStation Store. What is that? Steep, snowboarding game. Oh, okay. It's like a hard version of SSX, <laughs> you could say. Okay, okay. <laughs> I remember, like, the original SSX, but I don't even remember what but you know, console was you on know the, PS1 or something. The difference right? between Tony Hawk and later Skate games? No, I don't know. No? Well, I mean, no. No, I don't Games were called Skate. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I know the the game series Skate. I yeah, know yeah. that. I had Skate 3 from the PlayStation Plus thing from years ago. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, it was a pretty big difference between Tony Hawk or Skate. Sure. Skate took a realistic turn on it. Yeah, okay. Skate was like sandboxy, right? Yeah. Yeah, then no. Tony Hawk was more like levels and missions or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, a bit. It used to be um, like a time battle. Okay. To, uh, to score, um, you, you, you needed to take those letters out, out of the air and uh, you needed to reach a high score and a combo and stuff. Right. But uh, later you, you had maps where um, uh, constantly changing, so if you uh, did enough tasks, you uh, went to the next um, yeah, next area, actually. Right. So it was kind of sandbox, but it was really limited. Right, I kind of remember playing it. I, but yeah. I also, did you ever play the game BMX Triple X? Uh, no. It was based on the, um, what is that BMX game, the famous guy who had his BMX game? Well, what is he playing now? Oh, this is, oh yeah, this is, uh, Shenmue 2. Um, Excuse me. This is, uh... It was downloadable in, like, two seconds, or... No, this is a YouTube video, man. It's a YouTube video. <laughs> He was just holding a controller. So like, What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like two seconds, man. And he's already like halfway through the pro. game. <laughs> right. No, this is like sort of towards the beginning of the game. But uh, yeah, this is the second game. The first game ends where like you're heading to China. Yeah. And the first, the second game starts off you land off the boat in China. Okay. And you're on the trail of that guy some more, and then you know it goes on further. But then the game series stopped for like more than a decade after this. Oh, sick. Yeah, yeah. they just ran out of money, and okay. Sega folded and shit like that, yeah. consoles and stuff, and it just all fell apart. They no one wanted to make this game. At the right. time when it first came out, it was revolutionary, but by the time this game came out, it was kind of clunky. People are really long, man. <laughs> Look at I that. I think, yeah. Look how long this guy is. I think it might be an issue with the the way that it's on the screen. Yeah, I think, I think it is. It looks bigger than the rest of the people around. I couldn't it. tell if those uh, buttons were perfect circles or not. Uh, this was like 2000, 2001 when this came out. Jacuzzi has. Same engine. Same engine, but it, lo it looks like the same. Same engine. Yeah. And a lot of the same people who worked on the graphical team of it worked on, uh, did future projects with uh, Yakuza and shit okay. like that. Yeah. Yeah. And they also did the work on this. Uh, All right. And they're the yeah they're the original team most of them and the. But this is the first one. This is the second one. Second one. And yeah. it looks like the HD remake of it too. Yeah. It's really dated, but the storyline is yeah, amazing, yeah. man. It's one of those games. Mm. Very is a cult classic, you know. Yeah. I got this one Christmas when I was a kid. I got the first one. And it just stole my soul for like three years. It was fucking crazy. I played it so many times. Started over again. Went through it all. And like did everything I could. I just wanted to fill the journal. Because sometimes there would be missing pages. Like what did I miss? Yeah. <laughs> a little secret bit to the plot or something. Oh, that's awesome. 
<clears throat> so also send bucks this or Oh yeah. Excuse me. You can just spend your days dicking around. There's a there's an end to the game, but it's like you can spend a few years running around this town. Yeah. And the seasons change and shit like that. And you can just spend your days gambling and stuff. Okay. They have like gambling stalls in the streets and uh, those machines that give out toys and capsules. You know? All right. All right. <laughs> you can go do anything in this game. It's really cool. It has like that RP kind of aspect to it where you yeah, can just kind of live life. And that wasn't really done in games at this point yet. No. And Sony, though, watching a video of this is really fucking boring. Yeah. It is. It is, it is beyond boring. And the first game is, in my opinion, better than the second. But for storyline purposes, it's, it's all good. I really can't wait for that third one to come out and find out what's going on with the storyline. Because it was like, each game ends with a cliffhanger. Are there already trailers or, or gameplay? Yeah, I mean, they've been working on it for years. And, yep. and if you have a Kickstarter, they give you these like Vimeo videos of... Like development can you shit. find it on YouTube? Or? I have no idea because I always get it in my emails and just check it directly in my email. I can watch it. Right. Um, but uh, you try to look up. They've shown game. They've shown. Three, they've shown right? gameplay and stuff. They've been a little bit playing the cards close to their chest yeah. though. But they have shown their progress and the work they're done. They've done on it and, and actually like give you updates on what parts of the system are finished and shit. Right. Like because it's a Kickstarter thing, so. Yeah. It's pretty nice though. It's uh, it's looking good. The graphics are amazing. I they kind of kept with the style though. Cool. Is the guy if I uh, smoke a cigarette? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm gonna open the window. Yeah. Do the wild. He doesn't like the smell of cigarettes, you know. Uh, Do the smell of cigarettes. Cigarettes that give another smell. So. Yeah, that one is. Uh, is it fire? Is it fire? It's fire. Exactly. What is it? It's space cake. No. no, I wish. It's from the Yumbo. Yumbo space cake. Oh, nice. Yumbo space cake. Hmm. It's pecan something with caramel. Caramel and pecan muffin. And it has like a caramel center. Does it now? Yeah. I have not achieved access to the center yet. So yeah. That is pleasing news. Alright. But you're from America, right? So yeah. is this still good or in America? <laughs> I've been living in the Netherlands for like 10 years, man. Yeah? I'm pretty used to everything here. Okay. Um, You guys don't have as much variety mm. as we do. Um... But you have a lot of your own stuff and stuff that's just famous across Europe. Yeah. And it's, so it's just kind of like, it's different. Yeah, it's, yeah. I had to learn to minimalize, or actually, I had to learn. <laughs> no, it wasn't, no, it was no, it wasn't, but actually normalize. from my point, yeah, normalize is okay, the correct okay. word for it, because from my point of view, it would be to minimalize, because I grew up with this, all this excess. <laughs> now we sound like poor people. <laughs> yeah, it's not about that, so you guys have a much more moderate view on marketing food products to people and shit like that, they're mm. like, if you want one of these wild fucking crazy things, just fucking make it. What do you? Why do we have to package and sell that shit? So like, yeah. you guys have like a lot of like, fucking standard staple favorite snacks and all kinds of stuff. Every once in a while, you come out with shit like this, the pecan caramel walnut muffin and shit like that. And that's dope. Yeah, that's pretty Starbucks way of thinking. A Starbucks is American, right? So. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we get but influence by you. Which Starbucking everything. But yeah. even on the, yeah. on the um. On the candy aspect of it, too. You guys have a lot of just, like, chocolate with different kinds of things inside it. Yeah. You know, we have, like, a million different shapes and sizes and colors and commercials for candy bars and shit like that. You guys don't really have candy bar commercials. You just have them at the store and people buy them if they fucking want them. Yeah, yeah but people, <laughs> these days are, 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 are more and more um, 
trying to um, draw attention about the fact that, that candy isn't really good for you. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But but still, at, uh, if you watch Nickelodeon or, or something, then oh, sugar, sugar, sugar or yeah. shit. Yeah, so of course. Me. But that's the that's who who eats that shit. Yeah. You, like I, I of course I'm like I'm almost 33 years old and I'll still eat some chocolate cereal though. Yeah. I'll max a box of that shit. So I'm also part of the market. Alright. But you know the average adults they don't really. Yeah, they don't really fuck with that shit. They start eating, like, granola cereals. and uh, I, have, I have a box of Maltesers and uh, Pringles. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I smoke really weed, too. Pringles, but... I smoke weed, too, I know. <laughs> and my girlfriend is also a big snacker. So yeah. I always have to have some kind of crazy snacks in the house. Yeah. She'll be disappointed. She'll actually be like, there's... I was like, oh, we're going to have this, this, and this for dinner tonight. She's like, there's no chips? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> He's fantastic. Well, I don't like chips. That's my um, well, dinner. She loves. But, uh, no, not as dinner. <laughs> she just likes to like eat them constantly. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't look it. Mm. <laughs> she likes to eat a lot of fucking <clears throat> chips and crisps, and she's going to listen to this and yell at me. Or this is how I'm going to know that she's not actually listening to any of the podcasts. Yeah, probably. <laughs> just call, yeah, just say probably. some horrible shit about her and yeah. be like, dude, no, she'll never listen to this. <laughs> she doesn't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you guys have any kind of tippies anymore? Because, yeah, I still have Is it really how you call it in America, tippies? Well, that's, I, we, I never used them before in my life, so I learned that word for them here. So that's really American, right, to use these... Uh... I never used one of these in my life. You know what's really American? Smoking pure weed out of a glass pipe. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what's that's what I did. I always had a glass pipe yep. of some kind, and they would break, and then I would get another cool one. Drinking beer from a red cup? So, or is that... I, uh, it's a thing, but I never really liked beer. I know, I know I'm not a big yeah, drinker, yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. it's not no. my thing, but yeah, the okay. whole thing about that is like... When we hold parties, we don't buy crates of beer. We get a keg yeah. because it's cheaper. Yeah. And, you know, if you're going to have, like, 40 people there for a college party, it just makes sense to get a couple kegs. Yeah. And then charge true. every people, like, $5 for a cup. And then yeah. if you paid 5 bucks for the cup, if you got 40 people there, you definitely made your money back on that shit. If they lose yeah. the cup, another $5. Yeah. And, and yeah, all you can brilliant. do. Yeah. It works. It's fine. You guys should do that here. It's a Actually, total economical yeah. way of doing it. It's yeah. not an American thing. It's just good business. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's an American thing, according to Trump, right? I guess. I don't know. Good business. Who? <laughs> I, don't, I don't really bother with American politics, man. As no, you've seen from today, I'm more interested in what's going on where I live. I, yeah. I have, I've lost faith in, the, faith in the American system around the time I turned 18 or 19 years old, and that's when George Bush got elected for his second term. Yeah. After all that shit, he still got like elected. Like what? Really? Like well, we, we want to see how this pans out even further. Like, and uh, I had voted, of course, for the opposing op- opposing uh, uh, yeah candidate and uh, opposition. Uh, and he lost, and that was really fucking on. weird. And I was immediately disenchanted by the voting system in America. I was like, this shit yeah. is rigged. I was like, how the hell does this guy get elected for a second time? His ar- approval rating was through the floor. All right. How, how does that work? You know. Who was the opposition uh, at the time? Uh, I believe his name was John Kerry. John Kerry. John Kerry. He was the uh, guy. Jim Kerry. Who, John Kerry. John Kerry. <laughs> and it's a different spelling. Too. Yeah, <laughs> no, right, right, right. I think if Jim Kerry ran, he probably would have gotten elected. Yeah. As long as it was before he went all... Uh, I don't know, man. There's like photos of Jim Kerry with David Icke and stuff. Oh, 
To be fair, there's photos of me with David Eichmann. It's neither here oh. nor there. Um, but, yeah, John Kerry, his wife is the heiress to the Heinz ketchup fortune. Okay. So, I mean, it's not like it was exactly like some some farmer done good or something like that. It was just, you know, total corporate interest about to get elected. As another businessman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Another businessman running as a Democrat. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When is Trump getting re-elected? Or, or is, there any, <laughs> is that happening? Isn't really? he already been yeah. in office for two years now? This is his second year. So, yeah. uh, I guess uh, in two more years there'll be another election if he doesn't get impeached, which I doubt he will. Guys, yeah. Let me tell you something. Trump isn't that fucking bad, and my, I'll probably lose all 14 of my listeners after saying this. But oh, yeah. I don't know. Look at I'm not pro Trump, but let me get, put it this way: I'm not pro any fucking elected president yeah. because I know for a fact that the one who gets elected—it doesn't matter who it is—the one who gets elected is the person who is best fit to keep pushing forth the same agenda that we've been on the road of for quite a long time. Yeah, right? that's all there is to it. For, for, for me, Bernie Sanders was, was a perfect example of what is wrong with with America's political system. Yeah, why? Yeah, like, like, like my, my, I'm not pro Bernie Sanders either. Like I didn't think he was necessarily the solution I, I, at I, all. I, I have you actually seen the the Fahrenheit 11.9? Fahrenheit 9.11. Uh, no, but uh, the, the 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 new one. Is oh, 11.9. Oh, that one. No, no, I did not see that. No, it's actually it's actually good. Yeah, is yeah. it on Netflix or something? No, uh, I'll I, download it. It's yeah. fine. Mm. All right, all right, I'll check that yeah, out. Because he, he goes in on a lot of stuff. He's uh, not a great, he's also point. bought by corporate interests, like all of them are. That's the whole thing. Like the problem with the United States as what's what's great about Trump being elected is I think it's going to rub it in people's faces much more than it was obvious before that the entire United States governmental system has been overtaken by corporate interests, mm-hmm. yeah. which is bad for a country, historically mm-hmm. speaking. <laughs> it's, it's not a good thing. So... That's that's one of the reasons why I think Trump is good because it puts it makes a lot of people look at that. A lot of people are starting to realize that even people who would once supported him. Yeah, but the, the, this is also just just looking at it on the positive side. <laughs> yeah, you know, if a wall which, goes which, up and, and there isn't a lot of positive sides, so yeah. this needs to be said. If the wall goes up, it's only going to go up so that the next president who comes in is going to knock it down and look really fucking good. He's going to look like the next messiah. That's yeah, yeah, true. If the wall goes up, that's what's going to happen. It's going to come right yeah. back down. It's it's a whole fucking ploy. Like yeah. That's not where immig- like illegal immigration comes from. That's not where the majority of it comes from. No. And you're not making a seawall either, so there's going to be quite... There's a whole there's rest of the it's, fucking it's, coast it's, all over the fucking place. It's total bullshit. It's total bullshit. Most of the uh, illegal immigrants in the United States are people who legally applied for a stay. Yeah. They got into the country, and once their shit was denied, they still decided to stay. Mm. And, and that's a flaw in their bureaucratic system for allowing immigrants, and yeah, not yeah. a fucking wall being built on the border. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> So it's it, that's crazy, man. It's really fucking crazy. And the majority of our I- incoming drugs comes from boats and planes. Yeah. Like, for sure. Not being dragged in garbage bags across a river mm. in, in uh, Mexico to Texas or something. Well, CIA, CIA is a lot to blame for uh, drug yeah. trade. That's, like, proven at this point now. Yeah. There's, it's, it's really public knowledge at that point. But what's funny about this is, like, why, why, why aren't we going fucking apeshit about this? Yeah. Like, whenever I try and, like, get worked up about this, people tell me to calm the fuck down and, like, hey, you're just getting worked uh, up over nothing. Like, God damn it. Like, sometimes it's, you just yeah. kind of give up on it because, like, no, it's not going to change. It's just the way it is. 
but then we go on and try and trust the next politician. Like, what the hell is wrong with us? You know, <laughs> or not me, or like, or maybe not you guys or anything. But that's what a lot of people do. It's like, oh, this next guy coming along, this will be the change. Ooh, Mayor Halsema, a woman, left, green. Wow, this is going to be the this is going to be the future of Amsterdam. You're damn right it is. And I know a lot of you know left people who uh, who were quite happy uh, with Halsema being elected. Yeah, also, Nicolino's quite happy with it before as well, and I, I was like, why? And she's like, because it's a woman. Yeah. And I was like, what? Really? Yeah. Come on, yeah, you? Woman, yeah. <laughs> this is some bullshit. No, I, was coming, I was like, you're better than this. It, it, it's nice <laughs> if it's um, um, a, a person who, who turns out to be the right person to do that job. Yeah. And then it's a cool thing that it's a woman also. But yes, it shouldn't exactly. be the reason. It should be the right person for the yeah. job getting the done. And then it's like, wow, look at that. Another win for equality. Mm-hmm. But getting elected on the platform of being a woman. Like, that's part of another part of the reason why Hillary didn't win against Donald Trump. Is because, yeah. she's like, I'm a woman, so elect me oh and stuff. Oh my god, first woman to be a president. Uh, really? Re- that's, a reason, yeah. that's a reason. Really she really played the menstrual crowd. Yeah. <laughs> like this time for us, <laughs> damn it. Yeah. I'm tired of this. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, man. It's a uh, it's a wild thing, man. It's a really really wild thing. Uh, Trump, though, I I really have to say he hasn't actually really done anything that hasn't been reversed. And he hasn't done anything except, like, talk a lot of shit. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, true. All he has done is show his ass. So I guess it's a little bit embarrassing to our country, but other than that, you know, one thing he has over Bush is that you can <coughs> tell that he's smarter than he's acting. He is smarter than he's acting. Yeah, I can believe that, yeah. But he is, because you have to be of a certain intelligence level to be the president of the United States. Yeah, you have I, to. So I think so, yeah. His level of stupid... I hope so. Maybe his peers <laughs> consider him stupid, but his, their stupid is still way above the average person living in America. Yeah. yeah. Know, so they're not fucking dumb by our standards. Yeah, plus, like, plus, 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 like, a president like Trump... They learned a thing or two in university that it, they got their way paid it, through, you know? It also probably brought out a lot of a lot more open racism. Uh. Sure. And, and I think the thing is, everything the president says and does towards the media is always heavily controlled. So there is a reason why all that shit is being allowed to just get out there. Yeah. There's a reason for that. If the president was ever doing something irresponsible and stuff... And it was against uh, the public people's wishes and stuff like that, and the the other forms of government had no idea of it and weren't secretly okay with it. They would have stopped him from making public disgraces of himself on Twitter and shit like that. They would push forth a decree that like presidents are not allowed to use social media to sway the public and shit like that. Like you can use the fucking public addresses that everyone watches on TV, like everyone else does, uh, for for in the history of all time, you know, and not let you have a fucking Twitter war in your pocket. You know what I mean? Like this is ridiculous. They let it happen. They let it go on, and I don't know uh, entirely if it's uh, him doing all the tweeting. I, I have to say, yeah, it's probably true. not. Could, could Even though else, yeah, everyone is convinced it is him because of all the yeah. stupid shit he quote unquote says. Yeah, yeah true. It's him, man. Come on. I know it's I know it's him, but it's not entirely him. And Hamburg- everything hamburgers. Every everything have that he that? everything yeah, but everything I don't <laughs> care though. Like, uh, have I you ever you never misspelled something on 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 your phone? Uh, like, on this gives a shit. Who gives a shit? <laughs> well, and 
I, uh, I think he's not the only one doing it, but he, he and, and a group of other people they behind him. They have proofreaders and editors yeah. and shit that, that make sure that anything that comes out of the president's mouth passes through a filter before it goes out to the public. Like yeah. That's how it's been forever. So the fact that this stuff is being allowed to go through, and, and, then, and, then, and, and then Trump came. Yeah, and, and then Trump came, fired them all. He's like, hey, <laughs> out the White House with a megaphone. <laughs> like, all of you Muslims and blacks, get the <laughs> fuck out! Could, <laughs> could he possibly do that? Could he possibly fire the whole White House? Well, if he wanted to, I think he's he's done a very clever way of wiping out the staff that oppose him. Mm-hmm. of the White House, because there's currently furlough in the White House, so a lot yeah. of people uh, that once had positions in the White House are no longer working there. Yeah. Yeah. They've emptied house. There's a government shutdown that he that yeah, you know, yeah. that he instigated, basically, That's but that right means now. a lot of people gotten rid of, and yeah. those positions are probably going to be filled with different people. Still not... Um... Still didn't come to an end, right? It's still. Uh... I think so. I don't know. I haven't been there yeah. in a decade, so <laughs> they, they, <laughs> not uh, my problem. They almost reached a record. <laughs> What's what's the last thing I heard about it? Uh, as far as I remember, there was a shutdown when Obama was uh, was there too. Yeah. And yeah, and and also there was. How long a, was that? But it was uh, just a few days, right? I, I think so. This shit happens every once in a while, and from what I remember, there was also one or two shutdowns in the Netherlands since I've been here. Yeah. At least one. Yeah. Right. For sure. I remember there was because the parliament couldn't agree on some shit, uh, something yeah. like that, and then they're just like, well. That's it for us. <laughs> and everyone took a cyanide pill and they had to fucking <laughs> reorganize the parliament or something. I don't know. It was all very confusing to me. I was still kind of new it's to the country. It's childish. I don't want to do my job. It's well, stupid. Well, no, the way that you guys had this thing is like if, if there's some sort of like a uh, situation of national importance and the house cannot come to an agreement to yeah. it after, after a lot of fucking deliberation, they still cannot come to an agreement over it. Uh, that means that a procedure has to happen where you guys shuffle around the fucking people that are in the seats so they can actually make a goddamn decision yeah. and come to an agreement. Yeah. So it's like, if you guys can't come to an agreement, we're going to find people who can come to an agreement. And that's what happened, basically, in the yeah. parliament. So they just kind of shuffled things around and switched out representatives. Yeah. Uh, kept kept the seats still belong to the different parties, but they just put pe- different people in the seats with different points of view until they got the result they wanted. Yeah. Which is kind of nefarious, in a way. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of a devil. <laughs> yep. It's not football. You can't just like like tap out and like have a new kicker come in at the like the Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's weird. It's a but this is just worldwide. It was it's completely worldwide. Political systems yeah, everywhere true. are fucked. Yeah. They really are. It's such a blanket statement, but it's so true. Yeah, it's true. Well in a other way, but I, I, yeah. When I first came to the Netherlands, I really had this kind of sheath over my eyes, thinking, like, things are so much better here. You have so many more mm-hmm. basic freedoms than you do in the States. And, like, you know, like, the Adeemers are also, like, they're part of the plight of Amsterdam and, and the new Amsterdam state that we have now and the yeah. way that this place is becoming and stuff. But, like, from my point of view, it's a little strange because it's kind of where I come from. That shit would have never happened in the first place. Yeah, yeah. So... Well, I'm not against it. Mm-hmm. I see that shit. I'm like, hell yeah, stick it to the man, you know. But <laughs> it's 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 a weird thing for me. Like, yeah, but like, get with the times a little bit, right? You know. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You guys can pull it together. Mm-hmm. I see. I see people doing way less than you guys do and making a lot of money. Yeah. Like <laughs> people like sure. catch butterflies part time on weekends and sell them on Etsy and stuff and and have yeah. a five bedroom home on the Kaiserskracht or something like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's there's all That's that kind of shit out here. So there's there's plenty of opportunities out here, and I think the eviction of the ADM itself, like the fact that they had to leave, is not not such a outrageous thing. But 
the way it the happened. Way, yeah. yeah, the way, the way it, it happened, happened was really yeah. fucked, and the city dropped the ball, but they did it on purpose. Yeah. And allowed this kind of vendetta thing to take place, and uh, that was it. Was really fucked up to actually. Yeah, but the watch city won't, won't the punish itself, and they are the no, one to never. <laughs> exactly, so, exactly. Yeah. Like that's that's the yeah. how like because this is such an odd case, it puts everyone in these weird positions where like your government and your like judicial system is not really set up for this kind of thing to take <laughs> what yeah, yeah. like everyone's scrambling through all these laws and trying to cite things like they're trying to figure out like is this human rights like what, what the hell is going on here it's like yeah. such a unique situation that nobody really knows how to deal with it that is another aspect of it duck yeah. duck. i guess vice did like a multiple episode like sort of docuseries on the adm as well the but I mean, Vice also did the, the thing. I only watched part of it, like the first couple parts or something. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> oh, fuck, man. Hey, cool, must I get a Is Is it Radler? Oh, that's Radler. Oh, yeah. I begin echt beer. Uh, the website for the ADM is ADMAmsterdam.com, right? Uh, I think so. I think the website for the ADM is ADMAmsterdam.com. I highly recommend you go there, even if you're not from the Netherlands or anything, anywhere in the world. Just go there and use your PayPal and donate like one dollar or one euro or whatever. Just just throw a euro in there for these people, because it's just a bunch of artists and families and children and pets and stuff that got uh, viciously evicted from their homes. Uh, really, really unfairly earlier than their eviction date, and they destroyed all of their belongings and they relocated them to a to a, a swamp, like literally a swamp, and all their RVs are sinking into it, and they need some fucking help. So I really highly recommend that you you donate like anything. It would be really fantastic for these people. So I believe it's adamamsterdam.com. I'll probably have to edit this when I realize that I got the website completely wrong. No worries. <laughs> Ah, shit. But I guess... I guess that'll conclude it for now. Yeah. I'm gonna edit this in with another episode. I'm gonna try... Fucking Misha, by the way. Let's just talk about Misha for a second. <laughs> Misha well, is... Oh, oh, also, also, look up uh, Elias... Uh, his band, Hillsfair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, if you got something to plug, yeah. now's your chance. Please do it. What? If you have something to plug, now is your chance. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he just said it, actually. <laughs> Check it out on Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. What, or what, what, do you, what, is, your, what is your band called? Hillsphere. Okay. It's like, uh, do I have to spell it now, right? Hail or hell? <laughs> hill. Like, you can look it up on YouTube. It's open here. <laughs> that's Kuhn's job. Yeah, that's Kuhn's job. It's uh, very slow today. <laughs> Kun also has a band. Yeah, I know. I've seen them twice. Oh, you you missed a P, man. You missed uh, your P. Hill Sphere. Okay. Aquarius album band. release video video. Yeah, this video. Soft song. You can you can do the ballad one. Does this one? Uh, or you could take the louder. Right 
iTunes, Deezer, Spotify, what, what again? Bandcamp. <laughs> Did you guys have this film? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty okay. That's <laughs> cool. Video, so. uh-huh. I really have to go. to rent the whole venue, oh. it was pretty big, but uh, we knew the guy who um, uh, did the um, uh, booking uh, there, okay. so yeah, awesome. and um, the dancers, those were people, we, we, had, we had a fake idea about, uh, the song is about a fight, uh, a brother, and we wanted to, to send that in a sort of yeah, contemporary dance thing. Okay. So these two guys, uh, we found them through the internet, and uh, one of these guys actually uh, ended up to be one of the winners of, um, no, not the winner, second place of So You Think You Can Dance for okay. uh, the Holland's uh, show. Alright. So uh, yeah, pretty awesome guys, but we had a little time, just 50 euros, we had uh, like, um, like six hours to do this. So just... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think also Stephen uh, was here uh, when um, when you were recording vocals. Uh, oh yeah, I remember oh, yeah. that. I've, I was oh. here at one point hearing you record right. vocals in the tiny room. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It was Tim or me who was standing there, I think. Yeah. I think it was you. Could be. No, Tim was, uh, was, oh, was uh, it? Oh, okay. Shows that I know. Yeah. Man, that muffin was the truth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I, I actually never know. buy. I still these taste the filling, is it? Yeah. I never buy muffins or, or, or cookies or. I don't stuff. really buy that stuff, but I was coming here and uh, so I picked no. up some crap, you know. <laughs> Ten years, you still uh, search for the cupcakes and uh, donuts and stuff, right? <laughs> donuts? You like donuts? Not really. No. You know, I'm not into that kind of stuff, like yeah. the pastry stuff so much. No, nah, every once in a while, a couple of them. Since like, I like one and a half year or two years or something, we, we have Dunkin' Donuts here. Yeah, we got Dunkin' Donuts now. They're, they're not that great. Into it. They're not that great here. They're, to- they're not how I remember it. All right, small, just as small as in the supermarket here. Yeah, they're about the same size as yeah. a normal donut. Yeah, that's fine, but you know, we commonly buy dozen of a dozen donuts, each one is different, you know, we'll just get like 12 different donuts or something, or, yeah, yeah. or 24 different donuts in a box, right. and you just go to the Dunkin' Donuts and you just pick out one, two of those, two of those, two of those, and they have a ton, you can choose way more than you have here, yeah. and uh, they're, they're fucking delicious, but these ones taste, I don't know, they don't, it's not hot, it's either my palate has changed because it's been so long, or it's just... Uh, they just make it differently out here. Yeah, yeah. I had a big disappointing experience. You guys opened your first Taco Bell here a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, I think it's in Eindhoven or 
Den Haag or something like that. Eindhoven, yeah. Yeah, Eindhoven, yeah. Because I've been living in Eindhoven for something like that. Okay, yeah, so that's that's where it was. Yeah, because I was, Nicolina and I went to go eat there because we had been waiting for Taco Bell forever. And uh, your, uh, or they, uh, we, we traveled there on the way to go see Tragedy, the band with Cornmo in it. With the question mark at the end. Or, oh no, this therapy. Yeah, Tragedy is, Tragedy is the all-metal yeah. all uh, Bee Gees tribute band. What? <laughs> all-metal okay. Bee Gees tribute band. Yeah, oh, it's fucking dope, man. It's all really metal fun. But to the Bee Gees and beyond, I, they're uh, just incredible, man. <laughs> oh, man. They're really funny. And one of them is, uh, the singer in it is um, this guy, who, he goes by the name of Cornmo. Oh, and he's a really funny singer. He plays an accordion. Okay. <laughs> not in this band. Not in this band. His his solo stuff is completely different from from uh, from tragedy. Yeah. But I really love his music, so I was like, oh fuck, okay. tragedy came to the Netherlands, so I gotta go see Cornmo sing. No, uh, I've listened to Cornmo in a long time. Cornmo. I'm gonna cut this podcast off. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs>